Do you guys know Nick Chubb? <laughs> I've wanted to not say any. I just wanted to like, like, you ever listen to a song? Like, uh, and it has a really long outro. And you're like, wait, did like my headphones stop working? I've always wanted to do that. And then I was thinking about it today at work. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit record and then just not say anything. Now, granted, I took up as much time as like our audience probably is retained. So they're just like, oh, forget it. We're, we're done with this week. Um, but yeah, we're back, I guess. The show, like me, is just aging. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I like to think I'm taking good care of myself. But then like 10 years from now, doctor will be like, mm, not really. Um, it's kind of how I'm running the ship here. Usual crew, Theo, Bryce, we're going to eliminate a team. We're going to talk about something that probably doesn't have to do with football. Bryce will get a minute at the end. That's about what we do, right? Standard Pretty operating much, yeah. procedure. And it's like, I don't know. I've become very Aaron Rodgers in the sense that I've become very like uh, weirdly introspective. It's like wild. So Bryce has 80,000 followers, at least between his nine bajillion Instagram and Twitter accounts. And he probably like does pretty well on Facebook too. And we just don't know about it. But uh, actually, no, Bryce probably like does, does numbies on like Tumblr. Cause like guys that have to make one, cause like their girlfriends won't stop talking about it. But that's besides the point. But like, yeah, Bryce is, you know, he, a lot of people in the NFL world know him. And a lot of people every week see the notification that like, oh, he did this podcast again. And basically since the minute I met Theo, I've been like his biggest fan and I know he's going to do great things and whatever he winds up doing. So it's just funny that every week I take up an hour of both of your times and then we just do this. And then, yeah, but like, I know it's like fun. So it's not like a real hassle. And if you guys really didn't want to, like, you would just be like, no, like I'd, I'd rather like, Theo was just telling us before we started how like basically up to this is pretty busy now that he's on the West Coast. And then after this, obviously, he's got stuff to do. And Bryce, we don't really know a lot about you, but that's kind of the way you like it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys never ask about my life. So that's that's a bit of a lie. I would tell you if you asked. We've tried to get stuff out of you. And all we know really is like the Buffalo Bills juice world um you bought a new honda and you had to deal with seat geek that's the really all pillars. you've opened up about the four pillars of bryce martino that's it <laughs> well i mean i tell you guys more if you ask what if we just don't what life? if we like don't talk about football at all this one it's somebody like who actually like your little brothers find out something like about you just like Oh, cool. Bryce did that football podcast again. Oh, wait, I never knew that about my older brother. This is weird. Is this the right thing? Am I on the right podcast here? So, yeah, Bryce, tell us something. Like, we found out you were colorblind, dude. We did this for over a year, and that, how did yeah. that even come up? <laughs> you can't even say, like, oh, you never asked. Because how do you ask somebody? It's like, hey, Bryce, can you see colors? Like, I feel like that would have just come up. Well, we were talking about the Bills-Jets game from, what, 2016. That red and green that nobody could tell apart. But yeah, just open up to us, Bryce. It's a safe space. 
considering like probably half the people listening to this you're related to, like it's definitely safe. Oh yeah. I mean, there's probably what four people that listen to this. Two of them are my brothers. So like the, the thing I use to put it out everywhere lies about the numbers. Um, but I mean, like, like we've said, we don't, we just do this for, for fun. It's good to keep up. Um, I enjoy talking to the boys. But yeah. All right, Bryce, like, stop stalling. Open up with secrets. I'm not on here. I will after I win the group chat. That, that doesn't help. Your brothers won't know about that. <laughs> Can we go back to Aaron Rodgers, though? Because I have a question about him. Yeah, let's go back to that. Is he going to die on Sunday? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, between the probably 10 per, uh, Percocets he's taken and Von Miller sacking him all, all day, he's probably dead. I don't think he's going to be able to take it. I, I think they're going to no. have to bury him under the turf at New Era Field. <laughs> it's going to be the end of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he, he almost didn't make it off the field at FedEx. Did you see the last play of the game? It ended him fucking chucking the ball backwards to align it on a lateral, and it ended with him laying like face down in the turf on FedEx Field. People were trying to like come over and help him up, but he like wouldn't even look at them, like because his head was in the turf. It was like that for what five or ten minutes. Too. It was a long time. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the Jets game, he was like kind of a mangled mess because Quinn Williams just really had his way with him. Yeah, I think he needs. I to mean, anybody has country. has their way with him. So, chill. What if Shane Lee Woodley's <laughs> listening? Her She's guilty pleasure, her guilty pleasure is wavelengths pod. <laughs> that's that's a terrifying thought. Um, was it okay? So we've all known for a long time Aaron Rodgers is very passive aggressive, but is it like warranted this year? As I said that before, you guys go. I realized like his entire receiving core is rookies, so also like maybe have some patience, but also like. It's back back MVPs, so I feel like it is warranted. No, but this is all his making. Like this is his doing. Like you get, he got into the thing where he was like, you know, people don't come to play, they like they come to play or my bad, horrible speech. He said people come to Green Bay to play with me, not for the Packers. <laughs> and then he did that whole thing, and it's now basically come out that Devontae Adams left Green Bay because Rogers kept talking about retiring and. I feel like that was Rogers trying to prove himself right that people are there to play with him. So he was throwing out the retirement stuff, like to see what would happen. And the result is that he lost his best playmaker. So I feel like this is kind of his making. Like he he wanted to prove something to the, to the front office. He did it, uh, and now his team sucks. I mean, I agree with that point, but it also doesn't help when you lose Devontae Adams, like you mentioned, and then. MVS, your top receivers are rookies and Sammy Watkins. When, Ellen Lazard. Yeah, Lazard too. But then Christian Watson, Lazard, and Sammy are all injured for this game. Um, then his starting offensive lineman is hurt, David Batiari. He's been here for the last, what, three years now? Yeah, he's, I don't, he's like the Michael Thomas of the offensive line. Like was the, the best at his position a couple years ago, and now – all you hear is just like weird injury reports and I'll come back and like play really well for a couple of weeks and then just go back into hiding. I mean, it also doesn't help when 
you basically demand all this money from Green Bay or else you're retiring. Yeah. Like, they don't have money to get him weapons because of no. that. Um, yeah, I mean, I also, yeah. No, go ahead. I was, so, yeah, the receiving core stinks. <clears throat> I think there's a good amount of this that's on Rodgers, too. Like, I just – he just doesn't seem to care that much. I mean, his athleticism's decreasing a little bit, and that's, like, a big part of his play. Like, it's a combination here. He's regressing, and the receiving core sucks. I think what doesn't help either is the fact that they – want to draft a first round backup quarterback instead of any help on either on the O-line or a receiver. They're, they're fine with fourth and sixth round receivers over, you know, getting a legit wide receiver one in, in the first round. I mean, they had three chances to take George Pickens and said they traded up and used two seconds on Christian Watson, who they like can't even find out how to utilize in their offense. And he's I mean, he basically been that, in the doghouse the entire season. Yeah, yeah he that, dropped that ball week one, and then ever since then, they don't throw to him, and they can't figure out how to use him anywhere else. And this is a 23-year-old FCS wide receiver that, like, never had more than 1,000 yards in a season. I just – I don't understand what the appeal was, and it still seemed like everybody knew that, like, that was the Packers guy, like, league-wide, like – it seemed like everybody knew that. And like everyone's so good at like keeping their intel in during the draft. And not only did that get out, but it seemed like they kind of picked a bust. What do you guys make of this AJ Green, Green Bay talk? AJ Green hasn't gotten separation from a DB in like four years. He did win the Packers a game last year, though. Yeah, he did. He Maybe he can do that again uh, this year. Give him his sixth or seventh round pick. That would be very Packers-like to trade for a 32-year-old washed-up receiver instead of somebody who actually will help that offense. I mean, Apparently, he... Rodgers is like pounding the table for A.J. Green. Now, that's the report I saw. Is he actually wants him? I don't get it. I it's like he how Cole Beasley for really wants to play with Tom Brady. To... I mean, he also pounded the table for Randall Cobb way back when, and that didn't help a thing in that offense. It, I'm Like, yes and no, because they still had Devontae Adams. So, like, this year you could tell Randall Cobb basically was the guy. And in that London game, you know, he's getting a lot of uh, targets, and then he just got hurt. So, you know. And, like, if Randall Cobb is your number one, like, how, you know, that, that's a sign of things. Like, I don't know why Brandon Cooks isn't in Packers talks. I feel like that'd be a good guy for him. Because they won't give up more than a sixth or fifth-round pick for a receiver at most. I don't really think the Texans – is he on a contract here, Brandon Cooks? No, he just signed a two-year extension before the year started. All right, so maybe, you know, they would have to give up something good. But, I mean, like, hey, James Robinson went for a sixth that could be a fifth. So, I mean, it's possible, not comparing James Robinson to Brandon Cooks, but, you know, there are options. No, you can get talent. I mean, Will, Will Fuller's out there for free. Robbie Anderson just went for nothing. I mean, those, are, those aren't great receivers, but they'll at least, like, stretch the field and open up some stuff for the other guys. But, I mean, compared to what they have, it's like, oh, my God, we got Robbie Anderson, <laughs> which, you know – 
to the Cardinals is like, oh, we just got Marquise Brown light who then got hurt and like DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but for the Packers, it's like, oh, my God, we got Jordy Nelson again. I mean, hey, if they get A.J. Green, Jordy Nelson's probably going to come back. And Randall Cobb will, you know, regain strength. And Donald Driver, I'm sure, is not too far behind. Sure, Michael Finley. I'm sure Greg Jennings could give him like 30 snaps. Positive. But uh, was that all I want to say about the Packers? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, they just suck. They're, they're not really too much. Like they, they're just not, they don't do anything well. I think I think the Bills are going to beat them by like twenty, and that'll be that. I forgot that's how we even started this. This is just going to be like a mauling by, uh, you know. Okay, so I want to say this now before like this week. Do you guys like what percent chance next week Jets Bills? Do you think that gets flexed to four twenty five? Where's the game? It might be. It might be at MetLife. I'm gonna say probably okay. is because I think the Jets are the Jets are home this week because they're in the black helmets. Yeah, if the Jets look good, then I, I would yeah, say it's in MetLife. Like, pretty likely. Yeah, if the, 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 yeah, the, probably as long as the Jets don't like fully like crash the airplane this weekend and like lose by double digits. Like I, I under, I don't. Fine. I don't know. Next week's Sunday night. Um, I think it's the Titans or something. So I get why. And this is just, I said this a couple weeks ago, like the Jets fan in me really wants the Jets bills game to be Sunday night. And I get why the bills aren't going to be on their back to back, but the Jets lose what they're still five and three in the bills. We assume will be six and one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's still a, and it's a New York market. Because I don't know why we forget, like, the Jets also play in the New York market. It's not just the Giants. I understand both teams have been bad the past, like, decade. Um, But still all the same people. No, I think you'll get um, Sunday, January 1st, you got a Jets-Seahawks game. Uh, And if both teams are in playoff contention, they're going to be all over that Geno Smith revenge game. Like, that'll get it. And you guys play the Vikings, too, which I think is also in contention for being flexed are the jets and bills do they play week 18 or is the jets patriots no you guys play the dolphins in week 18 all right that's it's bills patriots week 18 uh sunday to be determined the time speaking of the patriots okay did you guys see this conspiracy theory video about mac the sky cam one yeah that was like very quickly debunked Okay, I I also thought that, like, you can – when a ball is in the air and it's the shape of a sphere, if you zoom in a lot and it's super grainy, of course you can see whatever you want. I don't actually think it hit it. Do you know yeah. how high that pass would have had to be? They said they, they were ESPN reviewed it, and the sky cam was, like, at least 15 feet ahead of the, yeah. the football. The, the video guy just got clever. Like he, he pulled an illusion. He moved the arrow, but the ball didn't really move. But the arrow went from like the top of the ball to the bottom. Yeah. Tricky, and, tricky bastard. And like I'm sure they've had to, you know, get it to an like nobody's gonna throw it that high. That's why it's the sky cam. It's not the yeah. you know, <laughs> it has if to be a, 
and like the way that it's set up in the stadiums, like it has to be at like the top of like the structure. It can't just be like in the hundred section. So I don't. It's been it around, around for so that. long, like it would have been hit by now. Like the pioneer of hitting the sky cam would not have been like noodle arm Mac Jones. Yeah, like, give me a break on a rainy New England Monday night. Like yeah, exactly. No. Get out of and here. And someone said that changed the trajectory of the Patriots season too. You you probably also <laughs> thought that to yourself. You didn't say it, but <laughs> I mean, it, like it was a significant interception. Like that that's legitimate. But to like blame the sky cam for it is not like Matt, Mac Jones made a horrible decision and got benched because he, he made a horrible decision. I mean, that ball was sailing way over the receiver anyway, so it would have been picked or thrown away no matter what. I don't know. It's not like the receiver would have caught it. I don't know how many interceptions Mac threw before he got benched, but was that the one that got kicked by the guy that he kicked or picked by the guy he kicked? Yeah, Jaquan Brisker, like the next very next play. Brisker is good. That was a good pick. Yeah, he's been in great safety form. All right. Speaking of conspiracy theories, what about that Mac purposely spikes up when he slid to get brisker? Uh, I mean, I, go ahead. I see it. I believe it because he said a history of this before. Like he twisted Brian Burns' ankle uh, last year. He did something in like earlier in that uh, Monday night game too. So he's got a history of doing it. It's not like this was the first. You know, example of it. Yeah, I'm here for the Mac Jones's dirty uh, commentary. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. Privileged white kid from Alabama. I mean, why not? You literally sound like every person under the age of 24 who has a Twitter account right now. <laughs> um, you guys can speak to this better than I can. So it seems like, like you said, Theo, uh, Mac is gaining this potential dirty player stigma and nobody really gets him back and then josh allen seems like an upstanding young man he's in a gillette commercial you know he's in that tostitos commercial the first time it was funny and i'm sure you guys can agree but like now that it's every third commercial every sporting event it's either like gambling booze or josh allen being a future broadcaster anyways um josh allen seems like a clean guy but he just constantly any chance he gets he's in piles getting touched, he's getting hit laid out of bounds. He's getting hit when he slides. I mean, I'm sure I know where YouTube will go with this, but is that a fair assessment? Well, I think it's becoming to the point where, like, he has this reputation around the league with, like, how big and strong he is that it's almost like a challenge to, like, hit him. So, like, guys act like – I think there's, like, a bounty on him when he plays. Like, got, like the best players in the league, like, want to take him down and, like, be able to say that they did that. So I think people are definitely after him, but he's a freak. So, yeah, I mean, even before the week one game last year, was a uh, Steelers D coordinator that said we're going to treat him like a runner and hit him, you know, hit him in legs, hit him up high. So I mean, it's not that far fetched of an idea. It's not as bad as it was with Cam Newton, though, right? In terms of what, like how much punishment he's taking? or Like Cam Newton, every single time, even like if he didn't run the ball, he was getting hit late. Like if he, if it was a handoff, he was getting hit late, it seemed like. Yeah, no, I don't think it's like that. Um... Yeah. It's I mean, pretty much just whenever he runs the ball. Yeah. It's 
super late. Allen also benefits because like you can't, you cannot blitz him. Like the teams that blitz him this year are getting freaking killed. Like I saw the Bills. Miami got uh, obliterated when they blitzed Josh. Yeah, the Bills EPA this year, it's like uh, like 0.2116 or something like that. Um, and then like uh, per play when uh, Allen's pressured and every other team in the league is like at least at, at like negative 0.15. Like just a colossal gap, like pretty much like any other quarterback that's getting pressured, it it hurts the offense, like as you would expect. But the Bills somehow still are like their estimated points added is still positive when he gets pressured. It's just insane. This is basically a Buffalo Bills podcast, so I'll ask you guys about this, of course. Um, Kareem Hunt on the market for like a fourth. Would you guys want to see him in Orchard Park? Uh, I don't think so. He hasn't. He hasn't looked good this year. I, I just. I don't, I'm not. Re- I'm not too interested in him. I mean, for a fourth round pick, I would be. The run game hasn't really been working, and if you can get an upgrade over Kurt, uh, Zach Moss, and have some insurance when Singletary is free agent next year, I think you take that. Because we've really, been yeah. taking cracks at second, third round running backs for years now, and none of them have really paid off. Yeah, I, just, I don't think Kareem Hunt's filling that gap. I, I mean, this, for me, it's either him or Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm fine with our running back room now. Like I, I think we look good whenever Singletary gets the ball, um, and I think James Cook will get more involved as this season goes on. We're a pass-first team, so I'm kind of willing to just let it fly with those two, but – if we make a move, I'll talk myself into it, of course. Oh, that's what every Bills fan does. Would you guys have uh, welcomed a James Robinson to Orchard Park deal? Um, yeah, I, 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 that's like a good fit to me because he's maybe the best pass blocking back in the NFL. Um, so just to have him on like third downs, and like obvious pass situations, um, because, like, Zach Moss is the best pass blocking back on the Bills. He's kind of like a liability when he's out there. So to have, like, Robinson's blocking ability, but also have a guy that's kind of decent at playing running back uh, I mean, is you, somewhat intriguing. you got to be crazy not to take James Robinson's six-round pick. I think any, all, or any 31 teams would have taken that deal. Any of the 31 teams. Theo, if you were the 49ers, would you have given up what they did for McCaffrey? No, no, I don't think so. That's a lot, and you have to pay him a lot of money. Like if he was if he was on a rookie deal, I think you can like maybe talk yourself into it. But I don't know. I think you get yourself into trouble when you give up three to four draft picks for the right to pay somebody like top of the market money. And I feel like the whole point of Kyle Shanahan is that you know, he's so good at scheming stuff up in the run game that you don't need to pay a running back. Uh, but here they go, just throwing assets after assets at the running back position. Right, so you were in the I would make that deal camp, right? Um, I would say yes, because I feel like they're in win-now mode with uh, Trey Lance on his rookie deal. So I think you just build – as as many assets as you can into that offense and hope 
that it helps Trey Lance succeed. Yeah, so, I think McCaffrey's really good, but like at at some point, I think it's like almost a detriment to the offense. Where like you want to get him involved so bad, yeah. And like everyone's best offense is like a downfield passing attack, and he's like so good that you're gonna shy away from that to give him his his touches. And like the the Niners are already so conservative. If McCaffrey plays like every game the rest of the year this year and the rest of the year next year, after next season, Debo will, will request a trade because his touches are just going to go way down. And like you said, you know, you feed one mouth, but you have to take away food from another. So, you know, it's one yeah. step forward, maybe two steps back. Um, I don't think it was too much that, or I don't think that you could call it like a haul for the Panthers, but I also wouldn't have made the deal. Like if you were I, the I mean, Panthers, if I was the 49ers, like I wouldn't okay, have. I agree. I agree. It, like, yeah, I hate the, oh, my God, Carolina fleeced them. But then on the other side, like, I wouldn't trade four picks for Christian McCaffrey. That's just me. Um, granted, if the 49ers are as good as they keep trying to convince everybody, not me, but everybody how good they are and how they're the easy clear-cut favorite to win the NFC, which is, like, probably going to be the topic of next week's podcast when they get pumped again this week. But, uh, yeah. I, I didn't really like it, but I mean, hey, good for I mean, that, back home. That 49ers offer wasn't even the best offer that Carolina received. The Rams included those four draft picks plus Cam Akers into that deal. Is Cam Akers a positive asset, though? I mean, I this, would have to... This is what, his third year? Yeah, third year. So he's under Basically, contract for next year, too, he right? He, he's, he's, had yeah. one, he's had one good game in his career. But you have to think you're going to assume Carolina's going to take a running back with one of those picks. You'd imagine like, even if it's the fourth round pick, I think I would Dude, just rather have Cam Akers. I mean, that was pretty weird. What happened on Sunday? Like, did you see Cuba Hubbard, who I was pretty convinced was garbage and Deontay Foreman, who's a solid back, but they gashed the number one run defense in the NFL. Like they both had phenomenal games. That's it. Running back's weird. Like that's what, the day that the um, like the day the Niners made the uh, McCaffrey trade. I was like, so you just watched Eno Benjamin put up 140 yards, and like you're gonna convince yourself you need to give up four picks for running back production. Like you can find an Eno Benjamin anywhere you want. You can get Deontay Foreman wherever you want. Remember Mike Davis filling in for Christian McCaffrey? That that's he was exactly fine. to your point. Yeah. Yeah, he was good last year. Even yeah. Chuba Hubbard had his moments last year. Yeah, I, I don't, Stephen I, I Jackson had a renaissance terrible, with the Patriots. Fine. Yeah, running back is such a just easily the weirdest position in the NFL because it's like you know the most exciting position at times, and then it's always like you know you're probably only going to get two big deals. So you want to just do whatever possible to get that second deal because, you know, come the third deal, it's going to be a fraction of what it was if you're even still serviceable. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like good to decent backs that are hitting free agency this year. So I'm like interested to see uh, where that money goes and how it's spent, how they value these guys. Because there's a bunch of teams that – We'll need a running back this year. Um, I'm going to drop this controversial opinion Bryce will hate. 
but I think the Jets should trade Brees Hall. I'm not going to lie. I know now he's hurt. <laughs> Whenever, I don't know if you can trade injured players like that, but. Not if they're replaced on IR, you can't trade them. So I would trade him like when he comes off the IR during training camp next year. All right, but I want to hear your reasoning though before I go off. On he's, not, he's not going to be what he was. And I understand like it takes a couple years, but so they drafted him in the second round. They only have him for four years cheap. So you're basically hoping that 2024, he's what he was in 2022, but then he's older. I just like trade him while the value's high. If you can get like a second round pick for him, good. But I don't think anybody would give that up. But then it comes into the argument of, well, like, what's the point of trading him? We'd rather just see. But I don't know. If the Jets get a good enough offer that they can't turn down, I would do it. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, here's the thing with that. And I'm not saying you're wrong or I don't actually despise it. But, you know, Brees Hall was that entire offense for the first, what, seven games this year. I don't think you can trade away him, trade away Brees Hall and hope that Zach Wilson takes any sort of growth because they haven't seen really great production from the wide receiver room or even the tight end, which they spent huge money on this offseason. I mean, is Zach Wilson going to be the quarterback next year? Because I'm leaning no. I but think then, I think Brees was like a huge security blanket. And now that he's not going to be there, like you'll actually see what like last week, I get it. And I'm not I'm not trying to make what the Broncos did less impressive or whatever, but like nobody really passes well against the Broncos. So I'm willing to give them like mm-hmm. one week of, okay, I get it. Yeah. No, the Broncos give up like 16 points a game. Like that's fair. But um, who do you got the week before? Um, was that the Packers. Packers game? Yeah, they won, but I thought Wilson looked pretty horrible in that game too. I mean, I, I mean, without Brees Hall, it'll be interesting to see. Here's the thing. If you're going to trade away or if you're going to take another quarterback next year, the year after, whenever you're, you're going to have to replace quarterback and running back in the same year when you have other holes that need to be filled on other positions. I don't know if you can take that kind of, I don't know if you can, you know, fill all those holes at once. I don't – are there holes on the Jets, though? Like, this is a good roster. Like, where, where are we finding holes? I mean – Punter. Know, do you still believe in Mekhi Becton? Yeah, punter. But do you still believe in Mekhi Becton enough where you can get a full season out of him? Because he's I, about to be in a contract year. And, I don't think uh, he'll ever play for the Jets again. Pay him big money. I mean, no, but he's, he's not playing this year, right? And, they, like, they look fine. Yeah, but now yeah, they but don't have they him. Have, they don't have Fant. They don't have Vera Tucker. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about this year, but like we're talking about like going into next. Like, I think the Jets are like pretty set up, like in most spots. They have a GM that can find talent through the draft. On paper, they look like they're pretty set, but you're not, you can't count on Mikai Beckton playing full season after two years of being hurt. Yeah. You can count on how good Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be after he comes back. So I think you'd, need to you know focus on the line a little bit at least tackle because you're not expecting to get too much more out of Dwayne Brown or Max Mitchell for that matter. 
but so you're prioritizing you're gonna leave zach wilson in and like prioritize that first no i'm saying you can you can't draft quarterback and running back and still have these holes on like offensive line but they don't need a draft for they have they have michael carter and Brees hall and james robinson no i'm saying if you know, because Steven was talking about trading Brees Hall. So if they trade Brees Hall, you still have to find another running back somewhere. Yeah, and then if Zach yeah. Wilson doesn't work out, then you go with the running him. back class. But I, I think they'd be fine. I don't know. I think like give the Jets not they don't even need like a great quarterback, but let's say who's in the middle. Like Jimmy Garoppolo. No, someone better than him. Like no, they need like, like a Trevor Kirk Lawrence. Yeah, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins is the Jets quarterback, I think they might be seven and zero right now. Uh, I mean, if they had any type of stability at quarterback, they might be seven and zero right now. Yes, that's my point. Like Trevor Lawrence, I think they could be seven and zero with him. So I think that should be their priority. TB, tell me your team you're eliminating and Yeston's. Um, who have I eliminated so far? Pats, Raiders, Panthers, Commanders, Rams, Packers. Okay. Hmm. I mean, we could go unprecedented and we all pick the same team because it's an easy one. Do we all want to go Chicago Bears? No. I was going in a different route. Okay. No, I, Justin Fields is my guy. I'm going to keep believing. That's um, my pick. I think the Bears is too easy. Explain your Bears then while, while I continue to scroll. Because we have to eliminate 18 teams, and I'm going to eliminate them at some point. Okay, that's fair. Well, just, they're coming off a big win, so. Yeah, I like being hey, a have you, have you uh, picked yet or found your team? Yeah, I'm going to get the uh, the Steelers out of here. Um, worst team of the Mike Tomlin era. Uh, I don't think it needs to be explained too much. I don't, I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. And what's Yeston's? So who's who has he gotten up out of there? Cowboys, Colts, Vikings, 49ers, Pats, Broncos. Cowboys, Colts, Uh Yeston has seen enough out of the New Orleans Saints. And Mr. Martino. Have I picked Indianapolis yet? You have not. I'm going Indy. They're you not making see what Sam Ellinger can do? I'm not believing in Ellinger right now. Third string quarterback, they look terrible right now on offense. Yeah. I would say poor Frank Reich, but like he did this to himself. Oh, he did, definitely. That's nice. Him and management did it to, to themselves. 